Hey, Tony, I like video games. Well, hello there, Jake. I like video games, too. And this is a brand new episode of Hey, I Like That Game. Hey, I like that game. <laughs> it, follows, it follows a theme. <laughs> you kind of have like a, the end of a end of a commercial jingle from the '60s vibe to all your little all your little songs. I, I'm very I'm very one note. <laughs> At least you're more I, consistent than my songs are. I don't try to go too far outside the the realm. You know, you can experiment within some rules, I guess. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> right, we have a bible for it. Anyway, yeah, we have a brand bible for sure. Hey, I like the game Brand Bible. It's garbage. Uh, what's up, Jake? How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty well. I have had a lot more time to play video games. So the first game I've been playing a lot of and just completely in love with is Slay the Spire, Ooh, which is, is very good roguelike card game that you actually told me about some some episodes ago when I got it mm-hmm. on Steam, basically like that same day, but just never played it until very recently. And yep. I love it. It is so much fun. I love I love roguelikes and I love the card collecting aspect of it. It's a not like dense necessarily, but it's um a harder one to learn just because you kind of have to like figure out the synergies between all the cards to make a decent deck, and it takes a little bit to kind of get an understanding of how best to make a deck. But what I like about it being a card game more so than other uh, roguelikes, like maybe uh, like Enter the Gungeon comes to mind, where there's really nothing that's unknown in Slay the Spire. Like, every single card, every single item, its effects are written pr- plainly for you. Whereas in a lot of other um, roguelikes, um, like Enter the Gungeon, like maybe Binding of Isaac, those things are very opaque, and you don't know exactly what's going on behind the scenes, so you have to learn a lot more through tri- trial and error. But having yeah. that specificity, I really appreciate. Um, so I've been having a really fun time with that. I've gotten uh, two out of. The, I've gotten two clears. I need to get two more with the other two characters, but I've been having a lot of a lot of good time with that. Yeah, the only thing that I'd ever say like negative about Slay the Spider is I think some of those like bosses are kind of bullshit. Like you can be cruising, like you put together mm. a great deck, and then you come up to like what is that? Like it's like a giant soldier guy who has like a million shield, and it's just like it's hard to to do damage to him. Yeah, um, it's there are bosses like that that you run into that can really stall like an amazing run off of some bullshit. I feel like, but that's like. These type of games. Like, these yeah. type of games have that stuff, you know? And I think this one has it more so than a lot of other roguelikes. Um, just being, being you have to basically follow a main uh, like theme or a strategy or, like, group of synergies with a deck. You really want to be streamlined with it, and I found that it's really helpful to skip picking cards from a pile if they don't, like, match with the synergies. But if you run into, like, an elite enemy or a boss that kind of counters that one strategy you're playing with... It's just kind of like unlucky. You're not gonna, not really gonna be able to beat them unless you get really lucky. Um, yeah. So there is stuff like that more so than other other roguelikes, perhaps, yep, where yep. just a good run can be stopped by bad luck. Yep, it's unfortunate, but it, that game's really cool. It's that so good. Really cool. It's so yeah. good. I love it. It's very good. Yeah. Uh, then I've been playing a lot of other games here and there. Not really sitting down with anything so much as Slay the Spire, but I've been dabbling a bit more with Outer Worlds, uh, just hanging in there. Been having a pretty good time with it. Not like mm-hmm. in love with it, but you know, it's a it's a damn good game. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. 
started playing a bit of Majora's Mask, just, you know, a little, little blast from the past, uh, hitting that one okay. up. I played Ocarina of Time a lot, but not Majora's too much. Uh, so yeah. just... How, how are you playing that one? I have... <laughs> so um, I have a N64 that's modded to also play Japanese games, and I have <laughs> the Japanese release of Majora's Mask because it is, no joke, $40 cheaper than the English version. <laughs> So you're playing with Japanese menus? Yeah. The fuck is the matter with you? It's what so much that? cheaper. I know those games well enough where it's not a huge deal if I can't read what's going on. God. Like, I do have to refer to a guide every so often just because, like, I don't remember. I don't know what the people are saying to me, but more or less, I'm, it's been going all right. <laughs> you're, you are the strangest person. You're just a strange person. <laughs> Good guy. I thought you were gonna say, "Oh yeah, playing on the DS. It's a way better version of the game. It plays a lot faster. It lets you go to spit. Like I can, I can do like the song of time to specific days of the week. Like that's where I thought no. this was going. But he's like, you went the totally opposite direction. It's like I'm making it harder on myself. Neat. <laughs> Great. I'm playing it. I'm playing it as a Nintendo intended." On an N64 right. written in Japanese, so I'm I'm a purist, okay, Tony. I will not be slighted. Yeah, purely dumb. <laughs> uh, then I, I started a, started a playthrough of uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses as well. Fire oh, Emblem is always fun. That one's good. And um, I've been watching a lot of this uh, YouTube series, uh, Game Maker's Toolkit. Oh, that's it's, such a good series. Yeah, I, like, watched some videos here and there, but, like, I finally watched one, I think, on, like, the, the music design in Breath of the Wild, and it's just like, I should just go through this guy's whole catalog. So I've been doing that. But then I've also been playing a lot of more games online with you, Tony. We're getting back into HOTS, playing some Smash Bros. with you. And then there's oh, yeah. a, a third game that we've been playing a bit of, and I can hop I, it over to you. Yes, I really want to talk about this. So this game's called uh, Children of Morta. It is a top-down roguelike that uh, you can play, you know, one to two players. You play as several members of this, uh, I think it's like the Bergen family. Like, you play as the dad, uh, multiple kids within the family. Um, this other one, I think he's like a cousin or like an uncle or something like that. But they all have their own unique quirks. Like, the the dad is a sword and shield user. Uh, the weird, moody, emo teen, Kevin, is uh, uses like twin daggers and like sneaks around. Um, there's like a magic user, an archer, um, a monk, and then a uh, like a hammer-wielding uh, tank. And uh, it's it's really really fun. Um, the the actual uh, combat itself plays like a, a twin stick shooter, uh, which is really interesting when you're dealing with melee characters. But the way that they handle combat is like we're gonna throw hordes of enemies at you, and so much of the game is movement around the map to group enemies together using either crowd control abilities or you just like maneuvering through groups and then blowing them up with um you know your different skills and abilities uh it has like a really extensive you know talent tree that you can build out with your characters to really uh personalize them to your play style tons of different uh items that will give you passive abilities new active abilities ones that will modify your pre-existing you know basic attacks and stuff so all of that is like really like a lot of goodness for a uh, a roguelike but 
the the other thing that this game does really well is uh, it presents a pretty interesting story to you, which I don't see happen in roguelikes a lot. In between each of your runs, you're kind of drip-fed different cutscenes that talk about the world and the family. Um, they slowly introduce these these new family members as characters, tease through different cutscenes and different kind of scenarios that have to play out within the dungeons between runs to kind of unlock them. Um, I've been really, really happy with um, how that has worked in the game, how they present their story. The art style is really good. The music's really good, you know, obviously. And, like, it's a uh, indie game in the in the vein of, a, you know, a pixel-based thing, so it looks a lot like that type of game. Like, you'll, you'll kind of immediately recognize the art style when you see it, but it's really good. It's on... Xbox Game Pass right now. We've been playing it on Steam through the uh, remote play together feature, mm-hmm. which um, which allows you to basically stream in uh, one or more car- uh, people that can basically play like they're sitting next to you. So like we're playing a an indie game that doesn't have online multiplayer, but through this system, Jake and I can play together and kind of have one save file that's just like our playthrough. So that's been really cool. Yeah, um, that's a really cool feature. Like I never had to buy the game, but I'm still able to play it with you there. Right, it's great. And like I, I can't imagine the boon this gives to indie developers. I mean, how many games do you see on Steam that are like perfect couch co-op games, but maybe your friends don't live near you. Maybe, uh, like, cause all of my friends are in another state for the most part. I have a lot of friends here that I game with, but like, I want to be able to play with all of my friends. And this feature that is free through steam is, is really cool. It, it like, I know Sony has a, a similar system on their, uh, on their platform, which, um, I've used before and, it, and, and worked pretty well as, as well. Uh, but this, this system, it works perfectly every time. Like there really hasn't been any lag, it's it's been great. I can't I cannot highly recommend uh, the game Children of Morta and this uh, remote play together feature enough to people. You should uh, look into it. The one other or two other things I wanted to mention uh, here, other stuff that I've been playing. I gotta give a shout out to uh, Monster Hunter Iceborne. It's <laughs> it's re- it's a really good expansion. Like it's a, a great expansion on an already fantastic game. Um, they added a lot of monsters like they it feels like they've doubled it if not more uh the amount of monsters in the game some of them are just like variants so like you'll recognize the silhouette but they will have a completely different uh aesthetic to them a lot of different moves um they added a lot of move like new moves to each of the weapons which is great they added a ton of new tiers of armor so you know it adds a lot more possibilities and combinations with um, different armor sets to, to improve your abilities. And it's really hard. Like, that's the thing that I, I've noticed the most about this is that, you know, Monster Hunter is the type of game where it feels a little bit like a Souls game every once in a while where you're fighting you know, a really hard boss and you got to learn the patterns and, and take it down. But I've never felt like it was too difficult in the main game not to say that iceborne feels too difficult at times i'm just saying that there have been monsters that have fought in iceborne that have taken me way longer than any monster took in the original like the original game the the behemoth was like the hardest monster in the game or at least in my opinion and in this one i faced a monster on par 
uh, in difficulty, at least in my in my mind, in my opinion, like within an hour or two into the game. You know, it's it can be really hard at times, which is great. You know, it, it adds a lot more complexity to combat, and, and just some of these monsters are fast, like really, really fast. And if you make mistakes. You, you're going to get punished really hard for it. So it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it seems like it's a really good uh, like end game expansion uh, where yeah, it, it helps like, yeah, get like new tiers of armor and like harder enemies. And that's like a really cool thing. Yeah, it's just it just continually is expanding. Like they added a whole new landmass with Iceborne, which has been really good. Like the, the problem with the original Monster Hunter World offering is that they have several landmasses but most of them are not great. Like the ancient force, which is the first, it really, it's true. Like the ancient force, the first area you spend time with in that game, uh, and you spend time with it throughout, you know, the the entirety of uh, of the original world, and sometime in Iceborne. Like that particular landmass sucks. Like that area sticks. It's really hard to to navigate it. It's just it's just not great. There's a couple of good ones uh, within world, but for the most part, like those areas are are not the best but in iceborne they added a whole new area that is laid out very well it's laid out very very well they do a good job of kind of slowly uh, opening up sections as you play through the the story campaign to make it really um you learn it very fast and it's and it's good it's really really nice um the other thing they add at the very end of the game is this thing called i think it's the, the gilding lands and it's basically all the different land masses all the different explorable areas compressed into one big explorable area so like imagine a normal monster hunter world which has like let's say 12 different sections to it this one has four sections from five different land mass basically so you'll be going through a desert and then you'll cross over this little like barrier i guess and now all of a sudden you're in a forest and now you're in you know the elder recesses or like which is all like crystals and stuff they jam all the land masses together and in doing so um they fill it with basically every monster in the game so you hmm. can go to this area and just fight monsters without a quest, without any specific thing you're looking for, and you get a lot of a lot of crafting materials that you can only find there. So it's like you go in there and you just hunt a ton of different stuff. It's it's a really really nice addition to the game that's very different than anything they've offered before. So it's it's great. Like I I honestly it's the game I always want to be playing right now. It's like, it's the game that I'm like really, really engaged with. And it's, it's overtaken, um, hots as like my, like go-to game that when I sit down at my PC, um, that I want to play. Wow. Um, it's, I praise it's good. Indeed. It's good. Um, the last thing I want to talk about is not video game related, What? but I just, I just want to, I want to call this out. Wrong I podcast, to- Tony. <laughs> Dude, I saw Jojo Rabbit a couple weekends ago and that movie is so good. Go see that movie, Jojo Rabbit. It's, uh, Taika Waititi, the, uh, director from Thor Ragnarok. And he did a lot of work with like the fly of the Concords mm-hmm. and what he we do um, in the shadows. What we do in the shadows, hunt for the wilder people. Like he's a great director. It's very, very funny. Jojo Rabbit is an incredible film. It's very funny. It's very heartwarming. They they execute what they're trying to do extremely well. Um, it's very, very. It's a very good film. Like if it doesn't win Best Picture, it should at least win Best Screenplay because it 
it was it was very very good. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I had no, to uh, get that shit. Check out that check shit. out check out cats as well. Oh <laughs> fuck you! <laughs> no. <laughs> Ask us up, Parasite. Parasite was very good, too. Parasite's really good. Parasite's, Parasite's very good. good. Uh, uh, all right. Well, that concludes Hey, I Like Those those Movies, and we're going to take a break <laughs> here at Hey, I Like That Game. Then we'll be talking about a little bit of, a little bit of golf when we get back, so stay tuned. We're going to hit the links. Ha-ha, <laughs> you know? Like, like swing the club, you know? Oh, my God. I'm going to cut all of that. <laughs> Hey everybody, Jake here. Hope you're enjoying this episode of Hey I Like That Game. If you have a question or a recommendation for Tony and I, you can reach us on our email address, which is heyilikethatgame at gmail.com. You can tweet me at likethatgame, or you can find our Facebook page, which is the Hey I Like That Game podcast. Anyway, enjoy the rest of the show. Bye. that game jake and tony are playing about a mm, 11 12 year old game right now it's gonna be a bit of a rough approach let's see how they handle this <laughs> <laughs> that was actually very good jake <laughs> so we are playing tiger woods pga tour 2007 um in case you didn't get the really good joke i just made about the golf announcer <laughs> Yeah, that that was actually a very good, uh, a very good impression <laughs> of the calm that a golf announcer brings to uh, to the game. Jake, I'm glad you you picked this game. Uh, I love golf games. Uh, I've played a lot of them, and I actually have played a lot of this one in my past. So this was a wonderful game to revisit. That very good pick on this one. Well, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so this game, um, I picked it. So. Um, you know, I grew up playing a lot of video games, uh, as you might suspect after this many episodes of this podcast. And, <laughs> like, I would play games with my dad every now and again, but um, there weren't really, like, any games that stuck that we would play a lot. Until we found this game, Tiger Woods 07, on the Xbox 360. And that's the one that we really uh, played a lot together that, you know, we would come back to and um, always, always, you know, go head to head. And I think our record was probably... We probably finished a little bit even, but I'm going to say I won one more, so I'm at the 55%. Sure, sure. Yep, yeah. (laughs) Um, So this game was really, I think, just um, a meaningful and an important game for for my dad and I, because it was uh, really the the game that we were best able to to bond over. And uh, that's that's one of the reasons why I picked it. And I don't know, golf games are kind of (laughs) cool. Yeah, that's just, it's funny that you you had like like bonding mem- uh, moments over this game as well because I I did too um, not with my uh, dad as much my dad loves golf he's a really big golfer but he wouldn't really play dads, dads uh, love golf dads love golf um, and we played some golf games together but never anything like long term like it sounds like you and your dad did um, but my group of friends in college got really into this game we played it on <laughs> we played it on the wii 
Um, so we would, I, I have all of these very, very clear uh, memories of going to Western Michigan University, like during snowstorms and like driving up there in like terrible conditions just to go hang out in their apartment on this big ass couch in front of a, a big screen TV playing Tiger Woods PGA Tour 07 <laughs> on the Wii. And it, we would just like sit, that That would be a Friday night. It's like we'd get a, like a 30 rack of beers and smoke a carton of cigarettes, drink, drinking beer and golfing. And it was like <laughs> the most fun. It was like the most fun ever. Um, the thing that I really, um, that I didn't get this time playing it again was that feeling of playing on the Wii. So uh, I played this on a PS2 uh, because I couldn't find a, a copy of the Wii version uh, close by to me. So, and, I, and I didn't want to pay a bunch of extra money just to get that copy. And I missed that. Like, so much of this game uh, is a feeling more than it is super precise. Mm-hmm. A lot of the A lot of the golf games that... I think a lot of people have like touch points too, other than Tiger Woods would be like a Mario Golf or maybe like a Hot Shots Golf. And the mechanic of the swing in those games are very much like here is an energy bar. You're doing time button presses to fill up this gauge and then uh, hit the ball accurately with another button press. So it's like a really timing based thing. Whereas Tiger Woods is, it's all done with like the stick. You know, like the the usually the left uh, the left stick will like you you pull it back that that brings your your golfers like you know hands up and like swing forward and then you move the stick back forward to drive the ball through and it feels very uh, expressive. It feels very like natural. It's very um, tactile. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it it really. Um, it, it allows you to feel a little more connected to your swing than the very kind it's of precise like thing. With the yeah, other like the, yeah, other other golf, and I really enjoy that type of golf. I love that precision and the timing. I get into that rhythm, uh, and I really, really enjoy that system. But Tiger Woods, it, it's a very different way of playing golf, and uh, it. It feels great. And, like, what I really liked about the Wii version was that, like, so you would stand up. You would get into your stance. You would, like, raise the the Wii remote back and, like, do your full golf swing. And it would work. You know? Like, it it wasn't always as precise as a Mario Golf would be because you're using these, like, weird uh, motion inputs to to get, like, your swing forward and uh, back. But it, it felt really good. And picking up the controller again and playing it uh, with, with the controller, it felt different. I didn't like it as much. Like it, I didn't like it as much there. But um, Yeah, I could definitely fe- imagine that. This game feels really good, though. It, it's a good feeling game. Yeah, there is it, that feeling to it is really great. And there's no, um, like I guess, power bar or anything like that that tells you, yeah. okay, you hit that stroke with you know 100% or like 85% accuracy it is truly just a feeling and you sort of get used to that but there's a lot to this game that you need to take into account that makes it feel a lot more finicky isn't really the right word because it kind of gets it a bad connotation and it actually can be pretty engaging but there's a whole lot of factors going on with it you know that you're given when you aim there's a basically like a big old circular area where the shot probably will land and then you have other things to consider, like what your terrain is, because if you're in the rough, then your, scr- your uh, stroke's going to be less powerful. 
the wind and the loft that you want to have in it as well. So there's a lot of different factors to consider and it's all kind of done by touch. So let's say you're in the rough and your strength is only gonna be 80% instead of like 100% if you were in the fairway. Then you basically have to eyeball aiming 20% past the hole or like past the pin. And it it gives it this sort of just like, this like sensation, like this gut feeling that you have to follow in order to play this game well. And it's yeah. definitely a whole lot different than just, you know, here's the point where you need to add to, or you're going to hit to, and then you yeah. do A, 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 and then you're hitting 100% and being a lot more accurate. Right. It's more satisfying. Right. Yeah, it it does a really good job of imitating the same feelings I'm getting when like I'm playing disc golf. Like, I'm an avid disc golf player, and that feeling of, like, I don't know exactly how hard to throw this. Like, it is a feeling. It is a touch. Um and this game does a good job of emulating that. And, and it, the other things that it does, like the, the little touches around your swing and like after you complete your swing, like when you hit a good shot, the game lets you know it by like zooming in or like slowing things down or like... Um, <laughs> there are so like, many different like slow-mo animations if you hit a good drive. So, like, if you have a good stroke, you get, like, a bit of, like, power in the shot by, like, tapping A in your backswing. There's, like, eight different ways where the camera, like, goes, like, slow motion and pans close up to the ball. And there's a sound of, like, a jet engine going off when you hit the Choo! ball. <laughs> Choo! <laughs> My favorite's the one where it shows a swing. And then, like, you hit the ball and it rewinds and you hit it again. So it's just, like, clank, 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 clank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. And, like... Um, I, it, it does some like really cinematic things with the camera sometimes too. Cause sometimes it'll like zoom in on the golfer. Sometimes it'll like zoom in on like the, um, on like your swing. Other times it zooms out, but like allows you to kind of like track the ball in the air. So it almost looks like if you were standing behind the person, like in the, um, in like the the viewing area or whatever like if you're watching a real pga uh, event and you could like see the ball going straight out like the um this is gonna sound like a like a, a brag but the very first or the second shot i f- first hole second swing of the pga tour mode like to create your character mode i hit like the perfect second shot on a par four for a chip in eagle it was like it was gorgeous it was probably from like 150 or 170 feet and just like nailed it and this image is like snapshotted in my mind of like what the camera did and like how that it played out cinematically during that shot and i was like oh this is great you know the um the thing with golf in general is like you're always searching for that you know great shot and when you hit it and like you hit a miraculous putt or you hit a perfect drive like you're 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 looking for that feeling over and over again that's what keeps you playing a game of golf and this game does a really good job of reinforcing those really like clutch moments you're like a great shot or like a really important birdie or something like that it does a really good job of like emphasizing those moments and like get making you feel excited you know Um, Mm -hmm. i love that i love that about this game well i'm Um, glad you brought up the uh kind of your career game mode so did you make your own character 
I did make my own character. Ooh, um, me too. <laughs> the character creation in this game is a masterpiece. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's no, it sucks. <laughs> it's not good. Well, you saw like, the, maybe, the the horrible Frankenstein's monster that I created. I did see that. I did so I'm see gonna, that. I'm my, gonna have to post. I'm gonna have to post my my golfer, uh, Tony, on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I. So I wanted to do this. I wanted to do the same thing, but. Uh, the graphics are all tweaking out on mine, so it doesn't um, it doesn't show the model extremely well. Mm. But um, and I wonder if it's different per console because like on on the PS2 that I was playing on, it, it it didn't work very well. Like when you would switch between features, it would take a while to load, and it like yeah. it wasn't it wasn't like smooth at all. So I, like was that your experience too? Yeah, it takes it takes a second. It's not very snappy. Um, yeah. So I basically just like would always go to the end of a slider and find out which option was the most hilarious and go with that. <laughs> right. You know, like you know, since we're talking about the PGA Tour mode, like I, I kind of think it's one of the weaker parts of the game. Like it's fine. I like. Yeah. I like. I like a game, especially a game like this, where you have like your RPG elements of like leveling up your character. Your play will affect how strong they get. Um, I like that stuff, and I like that. There's sponsorship elements to the game and stuff like it's cool and it does a good job of making like a like a single player mode but like a lot of the events feel plain it it, it feels kind of lacking it's it's cool it's cool that like you know when i said i had that you know second swing first hole crazy eagle that i got like a boost in points because i made a really good shot like i love that but it's like it didn't make me want to keep playing it. Yeah, the development is is odd. So the way the stats di- distribution works, so I think there's like 10 or so different stats all linked into different, you know, like driving, length, putting, stuff like that. And there's basically like a max score they can get to. I think it starts at 20%. And by like winning events, the, the upper limit expands as well. So you're basically going to kind of be incrementally increasing like max to 20 then after a bunch it's like 35 etc etc until everything gets you know completely maxed out the thing that i find lacking in that progression system is that you do just i mean like of course like you start weaker because that's sort of the, the 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 thought of it but it makes the development very slow and unsatisfying and yeah. then the other thing is there's really no reason to never have the top allowed score in each of your stats so there's no like feeling of specialization be like okay like i'll make this golfer and i'll like you have like this pool of points to choose from and you put it into like more like driving and approach so you're more focused on those parts of your games and it would i think make the gameplay itself a bit more interesting because you'd have to play to your strengths more but instead it's just like you're always going to be top of all your stats so just at the end you're going to be a good rounded golfer which i guess is okay but there's a like uh, there's like a feeling of engagement that could have been there if they used a different stat system totally agreed on that front um it's it's too easy to become overpowered i feel like yeah can we like we're we're talking about good feelings? Can we talk about how bad the putting feels? The in this putting. Game? Oh, I have so much. I could write like a dissertation on the putting in this game. It is so bizarre. Okay. Um. 
Jake, welcome to your dissertation. Uh, I'll take a seat. I'm going to take a seat here. Um, now defend your thesis. Okay. All right. So the way the putting works in this game is there is a big old grid that is laid on the green, and there are basically moving beams of light on each line that indicate where it's breaking and how fast it's breaking. And if it's the grid is blue, it's downhill. If it's red, it's uphill. So it will give you a... Uh, vertical drop or gain on your putt and it will show you the break and with that you need to eyeball where you're going to putt to it's it's very hard to describe but there's no easy way to kind of aim to the distance you want to so let's say you're putting and it's one foot uphill so generally you want to aim about one square back but the you can only change the distance in like giant increments it's not a slider it's just like different lines so if you want to aim a foot back like one is going to be maybe like right at the hole and the other is going to be maybe like three feet past the hole so basically you have to take that long shot and eyeball how much putt strength you need on it but there's no meters or anything so you have to completely do it by feel and it is so hard to do if there is any elevation change in a putt also i don't know what the putting stat does in this game from like it being at the no minimum idea. to 100 percent. the putting is still identical as far as i it's know the, it's the exact same i don't understand what that is either it's like it's it's wasted points it's wasted points <laughs> it's putting so it's so fucking so weird bizarre because you can if if it's a level green or whatever you can make like a, a huge fantastically long putt I mean, it's not, like, easy, but it's it's doable. But if you're so close, but there's a fast break because the hole's downhill, it's it's impossible. It's impossible. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's funny. We were talking about, like, the, the feeling this game evokes. And this evokes my exact feelings with golf at times, where it's like, this is just seemingly impossible, and mm-hmm. this all seems fucking random. You know? <laughs> like, it's... The putting is is shockingly bad. It's like the putting isn't great in like the Mario Golf games either, but it's leaps and bounds better than this game. I feel I feel like I can make chip-ins and I can like approach a green so much better in yeah. Mario Golf than I can in Tiger Woods. But Tiger Woods is really good for like hitting long drives and for like approaching the green front like with your irons but as soon as you get to like you know your your pitching wedges and uh sand wedges and and putters it it kind of falls apart uh which sucks and when whenever you get onto the green the game always tells you how far away from the hole you are in distance and those measurements are meaningless they are (laughs) so random i'm not sure if you found this in the ps2 game but on the xbox 361 like i'll hit a chip shot it'll be oh like super close to the hole like a putter's head away and the game's gonna flash up and be like two feet away from the hole and it's just like whenever you get really close you're always like still like a yard or so from the hole those measurements are meaningless and it frustrates me to no end (laughs) right the i will say though i love that it has like the gimme function uh so like when you're like stupid close the game just will do give you the putt for free just, yeah just taps little, it in i like that yeah it'll give you the gimme or the tap in which i like i like that a lot um it, it 
I can't tell you how many times in a Mario Golf game I'm in, you know, right on the cup, basically. I'm like a, a, just a, a roll in from, from getting it. And if I screw up on the uh, the triple tap or whatever, then you're screwed. You know, this mm-hmm. game eliminates that, which which is great. Some of the other things that are great about this game, um, kind of sitting outside of that PGA Tour mode, there's a lot of fun other modes to play. Since, like, my experience with this game wasn't as much with the PGA Tour mode because I played this game majority majoritively when I was hanging out with friends. So we played a lot of the multiplayer stuff. Like the the one ball and like the elimination modes can be really fun. Um, this game at the time did have like a real-time event calendar. So you could kind of play along with the Masters, with the players open, you know, with like the big golf tournaments. That's all based on like your system system's inter- uh, internal clock, which I kind of liked. We used to also play Tiger, uh with our with our friends all the time which is like yeah that's a good game mode yeah where um so imagine it's like horse you know the basketball game horse but with golf so like a player try hits a target then their opponent must match within you know match that score Uh, they'll put like a ring around a location and you have to like try to hit within that same spot uh the first player to fail receives uh, a letter, and then you go on to you know spell tiger. Uh, I I really actually loved that mode. Uh, I loved playing that with friends. It, it it made for like fun strategic little little battles. And again, since the game is all feeling, it's not like oh I saw how he hit that ball with like his with his like power ball. I just have to replicate that same thing with my character, mm-hmm. and it'll do the same thing. This is like it's all feeling and touch based, which I. I like that. Um, I like that a lot. The other thing that I really enjoyed about this game that I guess some people will say it's it's not great, but I actually end up really enjoying it was uh, the create a course uh, mode. I did, I did not touch that at all. <laughs> yeah, like so, like I didn't really touch it for this playthrough, but when I was younger, I did. And the thing I like about it is it's not a create a course in the sense of like here are tools to build a whole golf course by yourself it is a it's basically a playlist so you could put your favorite holes from all the different courses that are in the game which there's a lot of i mean like every iconic golf course at least like from my limited knowledge is there and you can create your own course with you know different holes from different courses kind of slotted in in the order that you want i actually really like that um because like some some courses are going to have those really iconic uh shots to it like you know some of the iconic holes at augusta mm-hmm. you know where you're shooting into like basically like an island that you have to put the ball on like that's a fun hole to put in but maybe i want to surround that by a bunch of you know looks from pebble beach or from irish courses or like scotland courses in scotland you know like mm-hmm. I, I i find that to be fun uh but you know, I guess that pales in comparison to creating your own stuff, which I know kind of came in later versions of the game. But uh, yeah. I like that, you know. Um, the last thing I want to mention about, like, the gameplay itself, I guess, is uh, loading sucks in this game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the loading oh, sucks. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, it's it's 2007, right? So we, we have to think about it this is a 13 year old game at this point uh, or actually almost 14 years old because i think this came out this was 06 yeah it came out in 06 for 07 mm-hmm. uh so yeah it's an older game at this point it's but man 
some of the loading really sucks. Yeah, it just like takes the momentum out of out of anything. I don't think like yeah. loading all eighteen holes at the very beginning would have been like a good a good thing either. It's just one of the limitations of the time, I think. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think there's so like there are a bit of limitations of the time, especially with the look of this game. So like the the audience models, like it's cool that there's an audience, but you know it's the kind of same thing where the thing that's very uncanny where they all move exactly the same and it's the same like five people transposed over the entire course. Um, there are a lot of weird camera movements and kind of like stutters in the game. Say you're playing like um, a match against one of the computers and you make your putt and then you're waiting for them to make theirs. The game kind of like pauses for like five seconds and will just kind of like have the camera looking off in the distance. There's weird moments like that. Um, at least in my my monstrosity, Tony, his body parts would clip into each other all the time. So there's like, a <laughs> lot of weird old graphic unpleasantries in this game um but not so much that's really going to take you out of it yeah yeah but you know what like for as bad as the game can look at times i think they did a decent job with um replicating like the golfers of the era yeah um you know my my family's really into golf my dad's a big golfer my brother's a big golfer i have golfed quite a bit in my life and i've watched a lot of golf on tv so like you know, seeing these guys from a, an era of golf that I actually kind of followed a little bit, at least like um, on the periphery, was fun to see. Mm-hmm. You know, like VJ Singh, Jim Furyk, they had John fucking Daly in this game. Yeah. Which, if, <laughs> if you don't know anything about John Daly, look up John Daly, the golfer. He is, it's amazing. It's like if Kid Rock could actually <laughs> golf, that is John Daly. Like, he, like, a hundred percent. This guy's like smoking cigs on, on like on the tour. Like he's just like whatever. I don't care. He always wears like really crazy pants now, but he's just like a fat drunk, you know, party animal who happens to be an amazing golfer. Mm-hmm. And he just it's great. It's so he's a wonderful, wonderful person. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was fun to see those characters in here, and they have a ton of unlockable characters too, um, which. You know, I don't know who that's for, but right. I mean, it's it's there, so whatever. It's for dads. Um, dads love golf. It's true. Uh, I thought the commentaries are pretty good too. Yeah, um, they're fine. They they use the real life voices for guys. I, I, I God, I can never remember what the guy's name is, but like, you know, it's it's voices you would recognize if you you know are into watching golf at all. Um, and they have some like funny one liners here and there. Like I. <laughs> I missed a pretty easy putt, and the the commentator goes, "That was a good putt, not." <laughs> and it's like that's like a dumb joke or a dumb thing, but love a good not I, joke. I I loved it. Like it was it was what it, it tickled me, it tickled me in the right way. Um, <laughs> well, it sounds great. like it sounds like uh, I could guess what you're gonna rate this game. This is a hey, I like that game. Like I, it's not that I just love golf games. It's like I like this golf game. Um, so yeah, it. It has, it has its disadvantages. It has its lower points because of it's an because it's an older game. But like, I would, I would love to see a resurgence of Tiger Woods golf. You know, like, 
I know this series went on for a long time and they were annualizing it and it kind of got worse and worse and then all the shit with Tiger Woods happened. Um, so they, they shifted to Rory McIlroy golf and I think they just made it like PGA Tour golf for a little bit. But like I would love to see them like relaunch this and put like some some real oomph behind it because like I, w- I would love to play a really good golf game again. Um, but yeah, definitely, hey, I like this game. Yeah, I think about, this is a, a hey, I like that game too. It was uh, a lot of fun. I found myself coming back to it a whole lot in a. It's kind of it's like it's very fun in a compelling way. Yeah, there's a lot of weird jank to it, but it, it kind of gets charming and you get used to it. I mean, if you want to check out a golf game, don't buy this game. Like, find like a newer one. But like, if you're all like interested, like definitely, yeah, give a golf game a try because these are these are pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, totally. Totally. Yeah. Uh, before we get into uh, next game, just want to give a few a few shout outs. Our episode on Warriors Orochi Three Ultimate just was posted. I want to thank uh, DJ, our guest on that show, for uh, being patient with some editing and audio woes we had. So you can give him a follow at Sir DJ underscore Square Three D. And then to Andrew, who we had on for the Total Annihilation episode. He's been giving us a lot of new music that we've been putting in the show, so thanks to him. You can find his blog at The Peasant Handbook. He writes about video games and college football and a whole lot of other stuff. Yep, yep. Yeah, those those new uh, new songs are really good. Uh, I, I've slotted in a new song at the end of the show, so definitely uh, listen after we finish the show. And, and just listen to that whole tune. It's great. It uses the the me or the Wii Shop music. Uh, it's great. It's yeah, great he's got some uh, good stuff in there. I'm trying to convince him to make a SoundCloud. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that'd be awesome. Uh, any other uh, housekeeping stuff before we talk about next game? Nah, let's jump into this next game. You've been pretty giddy about this next game. Yeah, I know. I had a uh, idea for a theme as soon as you said this game, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep it country club here. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna keep it country club. We're gonna stay uh, with our uh, polo shirts and and uh, and khaki slacks, and we're going to the tennis courts. Oh, next wow. Next episode of Hey, I Like That Game is Mario Tennis for the Game Boy Color. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, dude. I played a ton of this game back in the day. And we'll, I, I can't wait to talk about this game. I, I love it so much. Uh, but yeah, let's, let's keep, it, keep it country club with, uh, with Mario Tennis. Well, yeah, next, time, next time on Hey, I Like That Game. I know. Pop your collars, folks. We're hitting the country club. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think if I've played that game before. I guess we'll find out I, when I start when I start diving into it. It's it's pretty great. All right. Well, um, that about does it for Hey, I like that game. You know, make sure to reach out to us on Facebook, uh, Hey, I like that game podcast on Twitter at like that game. What email else? Us, it, email us at Hey, I like that game at gmail.com. Yes, yes, definitely uh, give us a shout. We'll read your message on uh, on the episode. Uh, and as always, live life passionately. Love each other unconditionally. And play video games obsessively. Peace out, y'all. Four. Thanks for listening, everybody. 
Make sure to subscribe on whichever platform you're listening to us on. And also drop us a rating and review. It would really mean a lot to us. Thanks. Tune in next time. Thanks.